welcome to AAPIs at Ogden, where we talk about all things related to the Asian American Pacific Islander community at Ogden College. My name is Dear and I am your host. Welcome back, everybody. In this episode, we are going to continue our conversation with Karen Sue, Clinical Faculty in Asian Global Studies Program, the Principal Investigator and Project Director of ANA PC Initiative at UIC. In the last episode, we talked about UIC's work on supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander students on their campus and their experience when they received their first ANA PC grant in 2010. During my time with Karen, I shared with her about my experience and my struggles navigating the conversations around supporting Asian American students on campus. And I also share with her how I don't have a lot of champions on campus besides the two authors of the grant, Kelly Iwanaga Becker and Edwin Chandra Saker. I also told her the story behind the Asian American Student Leadership Institute, a six-week leadership training hosted by Compass which is funded by the Kosh Foundation, and that is separate from the Anna PC grant. So we're going to pick up the conversation with Karen, where she started to talk about how she navigate conversations around supporting Asian American students on her campus. Let's get into it. My question to you is, you know, as you've been doing this work and being around conversation around Anna PC, you know, like, how do you how, how do you navigate conversations around Asian American students um, and the need for Asian American student support services? Yeah. Right. So that reminds me that in our first Anapisi grant, we wrote in a project to do disaggregated data research on Asian American students at UIC because in all of the aggregate data, you know, it really doesn't show that Asian American students might have needs. Um, the Asian American graduation rate is the highest of all groups at UIC, um, even though it may be lower than the national graduation rates. I think when people see that at UIC, they're like, well, what needs do Asian American students have? And so we wanted to disaggregate the data to see where disparities might be. And that was helpful. We were able to show that Southeast Asian students and Chinese students actually at UIC um, come from families with lower educational attainment um, and lower income. And um, yeah, they have the highest uh, percentage of first-gen college-going students. And we also found at that time that some students had more needs in math preparation than English. Um, but also there were needs for English language learners. And so these were ways that we were able to show um, the people's perceptions of Asian American students as, you know, all high achieving academically, all um, economically, um, you know, higher income, 
um, that, oh, the well-worn stereotype of uh, Asian American students all being good at math, that we had some actual concrete data to show that this was not true. And I think that was helpful on a certain level. Um, and one thing I'm very happy about is that our effort to disaggregate data and do research on disaggregated data eventually did lead to UIC disaggregating student data for all groups at UIC. I think since we've had Anapizi grants and um, as I mentioned, we've tried to use it as a vehicle for both reaching out to campus partners and saying, oh, we're applying for a grant. Uh, we want to know uh, how we could work with you to more effectively serve Asian American students on campus. That's often an opportunity for us to raise the issue um, for units across campus to think about serving Asian American students. One successful example of that is we, uh, in our second grant, we worked with the Writing Center and the first year writing program, and they were able to develop uh, better training for faculty and writing tutors to work with multilingual, you know, English language learner students on campus, including Asian American students, but not limited to Asian American students. And then the curriculum that was developed on the grant eventually became the programmatic curriculum used by all of the first year writing instructors on campus. So I think that was um, a great uh, successful way that we were able to leverage the grant to get something started that did have some um, long-term sustainability. Mm. Um, wow. So over a number of years, really now we've been in Anapizi since 2010, I feel like we're slowly making some headway in terms of people on campus at least being aware <laughs> that they should think about Asian American students. Just in terms of the Anapizi grant itself, you know, it took until our third grant for us to finally have, you know, campus uh, websites and important communications actually note that we are an Anapizi. So the first two grants, you know, it was more like, okay, what's an Anapizi? Um, and then it wouldn't be mentioned. And then actually at the time, UIC was not yet eligible even for becoming an HSI, um, but UIC would promote the fact that we were going to become an HSI. And so we would say, and we're currently an Anapizi. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so finally, when UIC became an HSI, at that point, they were more ready to say, okay, we are an HSI and an Anapizi. But before that, we had to keep reminding them. And so it was really interesting to hear you say um, when talking with HSI colleagues that they don't come up against that um, 
expectation or pressure to prove that their programs also serve other students. But I think that we do um, often have to say, well, first of all, Asian American students need these programs. They are transformative. They do substantially impact their, you know, Asian American educational experiences on campus. Um, And so one thing I've been trying to point out is that even if Asian American students graduate, if they had a horrible experience on campus, that's not success. You know, we, we need to make their educational experiences matter in a way that students can, you know, achieve their full potential. And when Asian American students don't get an opportunity to understand um, how they're positioned in U.S. society, how racism affects them, you know, what they haven't learned in K through 12 schools. Um, it's a disservice, not just to them, but to everyone. Because when other students who aren't Asian American learn about Asian American history, it's similarly eye-opening to them. And especially other students of color. They're like, oh, uh, now we see commonalities in our experiences. Uh, whereas, you know, before taking a class, they they did buy into stereotypes of Asian Americans. Even, you know, a lot of our Asian American students buy into the stereotypes of Asian Americans until they have the opportunity to really um, break it down and see what's wrong with that. I really love how you mentioned that you use Ana PC as a vehicle for connections. When we wrote the grant, I was not part of the writing process. I'll, I'll be very full. Oh, yes. Okay. And so when we got the grant, like we got right in the middle of the pen, like the peak of the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Wow. And so, and so by the time folks come back, it's like, well, we're like, okay, we came back and we're on a PC. Like, what do we do about it? After listening to you, right? Like it takes time. And I think that's what I learned as a first time mm. and a PC grantee. It's, like changes doesn't happen overnight. Like the fact that for you, it took you the third on a PC grant to get a website. One, that's problematic too, but that's very telling about how the Midwest in general, right? Or even on a PC designation in general, like how lack of awareness and how folks don't know. The stories that you share and things we talked about, right? Like we talked about our struggle, our how how we got the grant and how the campus respond to it. And so I just want to hear your take, like any mm-hmm. advice for new on a PC grantee or those who are thinking of applying. Yeah. Right. Right. As you and I just commiserated over, it's a huge amount of work. It, you know, really requires institutional capacity, which a lot of times we, we just don't have. Um, so I do, I do feel like, uh, my advice um, for colleagues who want to go for it is still, you know, go for it. But if you if there's any way you can put in place more colleagues to work with, you know, a larger team uh, or get um, institutional support through, you know, researchers who already can help with um, you know, data, um, or even if the campus can fund, um, you know, non-university 
researchers to to help with the grant writing, that could make a big difference. Even though I think what's really frustrating is each grant itself is so much work and so little funding, to be honest, um, that we're always trying to decide, you know, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Um, Because so much of the extra work of doing the grant, I wish we just had the funds to work with our students directly. You know, we could do so much more. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely do so much more. After listening to you, I feel like, you know, we are at Oakton. We are where we need to be. We're at the beginning of what it means to be an ANA PC. And and I hope we can continue this work after the grant runs out in September 2025. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you have uh, been doing the work you're doing. And it would be incredible if we could get a few more schools in the Chicago area to become on a PCs, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think you are definitely a trailblazer in, in terms of what you're doing at Oakton. It's really uh, cool to see everything that's happening. And yes, you are doing exactly what you should be doing. And I hope more will fall into place at Oakton for you and the students. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Karen. Thank you. It was so refreshing to spend time with Karen. UIC has paved the way for schools in the Midwest to be more intentional about supporting Asian American students. As of 2022, there are 20 schools in the Midwest that are eligible for ANA PC designation. We love to see more schools in the Chicagoland area apply for the designation and the grant. Currently, Oakton is in its third year of their first ANA PC grant, COMPASS, Center for Organizing Minority Programs to Advance Student Success. I don't know what will happen two years from now. All I know is that we need to start the conversation on how to institutionalize some of the COMPASS efforts and what it means to be an ANA PC, a minority-serving institution. To learn more about COMPASS, check out the link in our show notes. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you all next time.